Everyone, today is Thursday, the 4th of November, 2021. This is The Gap, episode 590. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gilroy is here. Job, they let us out of the house and you decided to go camping. Oh, hell yes, I went camping. It's been so long. It's been like, we literally had to chuck out half the shit in our camping box because uh, it was it's expired. It was mm. just hadn't used it in that long and you don't buy shit for a camping box that's going to expire soon you don't put perishable shit in it but it had been that long and me personally i'm generally of the opinion that my, like most of the shit in that camping box couldn't expire but my wife Ugh. she just they do it they just do it to be safe yep. it's like space food right stuff yeah. lasts forever right exactly that's what i figure but yeah, anyway, so we, uh, yeah, we went camping. It was pretty fucking awesome. We, uh, went just out onto the Hawkesbury River, took a kayak, an inflatable kayak, set up a tent next to the river, maybe a little too close to the river. Um, like the, just the tide set up at low tide and at high tide, we were, we were waterfront property with that tent it was uh it was touch and go could have could have been entirely fucked on that one but uh <laughs> yeah you wake up and you're like sort of know. sailing down the the river well i just stepped outside the pen uh the tent to go take a leak and uh like it was pitch black and uh yeah it was the sound of liquid hitting liquid and i'm like uh what the fuck and then so i turn on my head head torch uh headlamp rather and uh yeah the water's like right there i'm like fuck me this better be as high as it goes because we're in trouble we'll be yeah we'll be sailing away um like the song oh yeah i'm sailing away um wait what which one were you thinking about sailing the other away, one, sail away. Yeah, that one. <laughs> how uh, is it are you that's the first one you go to the other song um, well, I had to pick one of them and I'd said the phrase, I'm sailing away. So I figured that was closer. I didn't say sail away, right? Like, look, there, there was a, there's a consistent logic, even if I admit it is the odder choice. Um, yeah. I mean, that song is like 90% her singing sail away. <laughs> that is true. Um, but yeah uh anyway it was awesome uh i haven't been camping fucking forever love camping it's just good to hang out and everything takes so much longer when you're camping so like the days seem way shorter because you're like oh yeah well time to clean up after breakfast holy fuck it's time for lunch the fucking pots are still drying but it's time for lunch and then you're like already got to get fucking dinner on made campfire chili it's fantastic. It was way too spicy. Um, that was a mistake. That's what you want when you're out camping. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just to fucking <laughs> clean the, the leaves. Clean the yeah. Well, that, oh, that was the other thing. We fully cheated. I we didn't intend tend on cheating, but like we do instead of going to like uh, public campsites, we tend to go for there's a place called like Hip Camp or U Camp. There's a website, it's sort of like Airbnb for camping. I think it's hip camp now. And uh, you, like people have set up campsites on their property, basically. 
and they rent it out and they like they get a bit of money and because it's a campsite there's not actually that much like upkeep to it because it's a fucking campsite uh so we show up and these people have like over the course of however long um like installed a fucking they've put in like a toilet and a like a hot water heater and like uh tables and chairs and lights and i'm like what the fuck is going on here this is not camping this is fucking weird just sleeping in a tent but otherwise this fucking airbnb experience i was i was a bit miffed i was it was glamping and i don't generally go like if i'm going camping i want to be camping i don't want to be fucking glamping if i'm going glamping I don't want to be staying in a fucking tiny house. I don't want to sleep. I've got one of those swag tents. I think I've spoken about it before. It doesn't come up higher than my te- uh, my desk. Mm. And so you crawl into the thing like it's a fucking hypersleep chamber or some shit. Uh, and you've got an alien parasite inside of you that needs to be frozen. Uh, it's basically a coffin. It goes pitch black. It's phenomenal. I love that. Love that part. Um, but you can't do any... like. I can't even sit up straight in the fucking thing. So, like, oh, hey, it's not my preferred. I, I literally only sleep in my tent. Other people, like, change in their tent and stuff like that. Me, usually, I open up two car doors to create a reasonable barrier, and then I change using that to block the vision of my penis. Um, but, yeah, anyway, we were glamping. It was, uh... It was a surprise. But I guess, you know, for a first, first trip back to camping, it was, uh, it was easing easing our way in. I'd prefer to do it a little bit harder next time. You know, you got to, like, boil the water when you want to fucking... Uh, when you want to wash up and stuff. I want that, you know, experience. We just had to turn on a fucking hot tap. Ridiculous. Mm. Anyway. Um, yeah, it was good. It was awesome. What did you get up to? Um, not a whole lot. Nothing, really. Yeah. I slept in yesterday for, uh, I went to bed at like 10 and woke up at about 11.45. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, my wife and I got our, our booster shot, our booster COVID shot. Mm. Um, and just got fucking written off completely. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Woke up and was like, it's lunch basically yeah. surprise <laughs> so, motherfuckers yeah pretty much all righty well i'm all right my arm's a bit like a tiny bit sore still but otherwise it's it's all good all good hmm. um yeah cool. not, not a lot playing games trying to smash out some games before next week hits because next next week is stupid stupid I, busy my next week is already sort of here it's already sort yeah. of here it kicked off at uh, 8 p.m. last night for a game I can't talk about until next week. Well, definitely next week's podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, technically Tuesday I, next week. I knocked that one back because I'm just like, I don't think I'm going to have time. Yeah. It's, it's too much. Uh, well, I've also got personal things happening at the end of that week. And I think the the deadline was the same day. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to get this done. I see if yeah. someone else will take it um and also I, i'm at the point where i'm like i'm 
You talked about this before. I do not think you should say anything else. Yeah, I didn't say anything. I didn't say nothing. I'm good. Get the fuck out of here. You can't. You can't fucking do that. Get the fuck out of here. Um. Anyway, uh, but I've also got something else later today. Uh, and there's an embargo for a game that we will talk about a little bit later, Forza Horizon 5. Uh, That kicks off later today as well, uh, this afternoon. Um, Not that that's a... We're not going to have a review for that one because we only got code for it fucking yesterday. Yesterday. Um, Call of Duty's out tomorrow. Is it? Are you sure? You sure it's coming out tomorrow? Does anybody have it yet? Absolutely not sure. Um, No, as far as I can tell, very few places have gotten review codes. Um, So that's pretty interesting uh, because I I was under the understanding that they had decided to stop doing that hyper bullshit fucking strategy. Uh, But um, maybe, just speculating, but maybe... This Call of Duty game is in trouble. I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't think it's gonna be very good. Just from, and I don't. That's not the developer's fault. That's because they were given no time to make a game, <laughs> and they're on a yearly release schedule. Yeah. Um, they've made really good Call of Duty games in the past. The studio, they've just been given what? This is like their third game in like five years or something. I think they've making. Yeah. It's insane. Like. Yeah, it's just, it is. It's just too many, right? Um, how are they supposed to keep on top of that shit? Um, and obviously, the plan, the strategy for it, is uh, to just keep fucking swapping in new people, but uh, like or adding in new studios and stuff like that. But uh, we'll see. And this is uh, this is the Melbourne studios' first game. I guess they they're only sort of newish as well. They they're helping with it, as far as I'm aware. Oh, you've gone on mute <laughs> somehow. Cool. All right, that was weird. My bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's their first time trying this shit on. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm. If anything, I'm more intrigued to see from that perspective than I am to play yet another Call of Duty game. Although. They are saying some interesting things about what this one's going to do. Just, man, generally not that interested. Um, yeah. yeah. Although the, the new map for Warzone might be interesting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's the we have definitely reached the silly season for sure. Uh, why don't we... Uh, talk about some games then so we can get back to playing too many games yep let's do that um my kick things off with marvel's guardians of the galaxy i talked about it last week i've now finished this um took about 19 hours to get through the whole thing um this is basically a uh uh one of squares i think it's montreal um it's a single player very linear narrative driven combat puzzle uh, attempt at a, a Marvel game and much much better than um the Avengers game that they put out a couple of years back which was a 
a gas game, and we'll talk about that a bit later on. But um, yeah, last week I was saying that, uh, you know, I thought it was, you know, I was having fun with it. There's um, uh, excellent writing in this game. I think it, it holds up until the end. Like the way that they make it feel like there's always, like you're part of a team because you're only playing as Star-Lord, Peter Quill. Uh, and then you have the rest of the Guardians sort of running around with you. So Drax, Gamora, Rocket, and uh, Groot, uh, for the most part, are with you the entire time. And uh, there's this sense of like, they're there. They're not sort of just there because they're part of the puzzle elements. Like they're constantly talking and there's, they've always got something to say about the situation or things that just happened or whatever mission you're on or, uh, you know, things that you're doing in that specific time. And uh, yeah, I just like, I think that like, developers should look at what has happened there and really take that and learn from it when they start doing these companion-esque style games the things that come to mind for me are games like um uh like a mass effect or ea does them i guess like dragon age um things where you things where you've got uh people like or a team with you and they you know, I can't think of many of them where that is a, you know, that's part of the, d- the design, but there's, um, I guess the hard part of games like Mass Effect or Dragon Age is that you're picking team members and there's usually like 12 team members and you take two with you and then they go off and, and sort of uh, come on the adventure with you. And th- uh, there's certain games I can think of like The Outer Worlds that did this a little bit of like when you bring two people together, they could have conversations with each other um, and talk a little bit, but the conversations are pretty sparse in between. Uh, and I think what they do here is just sort of setting the benchmark of how you sort of do companion games and, and have them interact with each other because it's just done exceptionally well. Uh, and that's what makes this game sort of different to other games. Like, there's clearly something going on there that they've they've really thought about how to do this um, style of game. Uh, and so, yeah, I just really think the writing is 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 excellent in this game. And um, you know, it's got its funny moments. Um, I talked about last week how there are um, sort of choices that you can make in the game, and how that affects the story i still don't know how that sort of affects the story because i got my story and um things that happen anything that yeah there wasn't anything in particular like oh yeah that was it that was the moment or anything like that or i mean there there are points late later on where things sort of loop back and you can see those threads but there's a choice at the beginning of the game and I don't know what happens if you do the other choice, like how that affects stuff later on, because they seem like pretty significant choices. And I'm, maybe you just can't do the thing that they ask you to do. Um, and I'm going to guess that maybe you can't, but uh, there, there is definitely choices in the game that you can make and they come back later on and they sort of affect the outcome uh, a little bit. And... Um, you know, characters grow throughout the entire story. Things come back that you do very early in the game and, and then they loop around. Like each character has an arc 
and they spend a bit of time on them like each you know each one of the guardians and and i think it's just done really well um the thing i talked about last week like combat's kind of simple still the case it's very just much you kind of just shooting things the entire game they start throwing in like elemental effects with uh certain enemies where like you've got to use the frost gun to freeze this person um or you've got to use the electric gun to uh, zap a bunch of people and that'll drain their shield away like they do that but at the end of the day it's pretty simple in terms of combat there's nothing much to it, it it's kind of just holding trigger and shooting things um and uh pressing buttons to command your companions to do abilities and making them do all sorts of things like that um you know it's 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 fun to play um it's just not challenging at all it's kind of yeah one note um but the puzzles are, in, are sort of interesting uh the uh the sort of exploration of the areas are kind of they're okay they're, like like everything is pretty linear and like whenever you see a corridor that sort of goes somewhere else you're like i should probably explore down there because i'm going to get some some s- currency to level up my guns or my my abilities or whatever um so yeah, like I don't think this game is doing anything that is like will blow people away in terms of its gameplay. Um, I, I I put on Twitter like this is the most solid seven out of ten game that you would ever find. Like yep. it is, it is right there. It the is seven a, out of seventiest seventiest out of teniest <laughs> game. Yeah, the uh, because it's just it's just like that's what it is. It's not a triple A blockbuster that they've tried to you know turn turn into this like tried to make it something that it's not um it's like a you know we don't see a lot of b-grade games yep and that's kind of what this game feels like like it's just solid fun um and uh you know i i feel like it probably would have it doesn't look like it's selling too well right and i feel like that's a combination of price point price point and also like the uh, people sort of burnt from marvel's avengers at this point it's developed by the same not the same studio but same label uh it's another square enix game and um yeah uh, maybe the marketing behind it wasn't too great like we didn't see a lot about it um and the stuff we did see didn't look that interesting and so yeah i just wonder if it's a combination of those things but i think it's going to be one of those games that um, it's sort of like a sleeper cult game that eventually once it starts going on sale you're gonna see a lot more people playing and be like yeah hey, this is actually okay uh like it's not doing anything we haven't seen before but it's still a fun sort of experience you know it's cool hanging out with these people and uh yeah i think that the writing is like it's the, the benchmark of what we can do with these sort of games and i think if they were given and I don't know if that will, but if they were given a second going out with this, uh, you know, second round, um, it'd be interesting to see what that follow-up game would be because I think they've got a good sort of benchmark here of to build off. I just don't think they're going to get it because the sales at this point, they'll probably move on to something else um, and go from there. Another Deus Ex game, I guess. But anyway, I think people should check it out once it goes on sale. It's a lot of fun um you know it's pretty basic in terms of what it's trying to do with its puzzles and combat and that sort of thing but it's it's cool to just hang out with these characters and 
follow the story and see what happens at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, that's Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's available on pretty much everything at this point. And it runs great, like yeah, on PC at least. It's got like DLSS and ray traced reflections and shadows and all this little other stuff. Um, never had any sort of crashes with it. It's a little bit janky around the sides, like like I said last week, weird like jumping platforming animations um some strange ragdolling at times um some of the sort of cinematics you kind of look at you're like oh this seems a little rushed like people sort of just running down a corridor strangely um but yeah it's still it's just a fun sort of experience that you can knock out once you've got about 20 hours spare so there you go yeah it's cool i enjoyed it good nice i think you're gonna see it on um pop up in some areas of like game of the year lists yeah because yeah it, like it, it's it's gonna be a year where there's not there's not a lot going on <laughs> like it's kind yeah. of kind of sparse and this is one of those games it's like oh like everybody i've talked to that's played this game has been like oh that was surprising mm. um i mean there's 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 certainly something to be said for uh, setting yourself goals on a creative project and then achieving those goals, right? Yeah. And even if those goals aren't like fucking let's blow everyone away, mm. right? In 2021 and 2020, I think we are used to failing to achieve uh, lofty ambitions, mm. right? And that, and a lot of that failure to achieve those lofty ambitions has been spectacular failure. Whereas, if Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't have necessarily, or you know, compared to some other games, I mean, releasing a game at all is still a lofty ambition. Yeah, but yeah, well uh, but like, like it's yeah, not easy. No, right? Like, uh, but uh, but compared to you know, I don't know, fucking Grand Theft Auto in first person and. Uh, and and in the cyberpunk universe or i don't know remaking battlefield without fucking it up over and over again like those appear to be lofty ambitions uh the first one is certainly more lofty than the second i don't know how you fuck that one up but uh like aiming to do to get something out that is good right not great not amazing nothing like that in a year when so many games have failed to just get something out that's good mm. i think it is a worthwhile achievement it's something to to look into but at the same time uh i think we want we want games that rattle our saber right we want to we want to be shocked and surprised and wowed and and stuff like that we want like i don't want my game of the year to be a game that was like yeah f fucking exactly what i thought it was going to be mm. like it's a i think that's a sad indictment of uh the the second decade of the 21st century if that's our that's our bog standard is hey you did what you said you were gonna on the box yeah uh, yeah, yeah and that's the thing right is that i do not think this is a uh you know, I, like I said, this is the most so solid for me seven yeah. out of ten game that you mm. could find. <laughs> like yep. it's it's right on there. It's fucking bangs it out of the park. Yeah. Um. 
but it's um yeah it's just surprising what it's done i still like think that like i said it's got its jank and it would have been nice to see another maybe six months sort of work being done on this or um you know three or four months maybe even just to fix some of the the slight issues that it's got uh but yeah it's still yeah it's a surprising game that i thought i I didn't think i was gonna have as much of a good time playing this as what i did so that's what surprised me i guess out of it um yeah so there you go that's uh marvel's guardians of the galaxy out now check it out uh what's up next we got crab game crab game um crab game came out this week uh i checked it out it's free to play describes itself as uh crab game is a first person multiplayer game where you fight for the ultimate cash price in different mini games based on children's games until only one player is left to claim it all definitely not based on the online streaming pop culture to korean tv shows as that would get me in legal trouble so we're certainly not doing that and it is flat out a very quickly whipped together squid game ripoff and uh i think it's i don't know pretty amusing uh but you have to be yeah well prepared for it's got open mic oh oh yeah that's so it's got open mic and it's being played by mostly children so you have to be ready to hear the n-word a lot why why are children playing a game that's based off a non-children's hard to tell hard to tell it's not i really like yeah all those kids dressing up as like squid game characters for halloween and shit i'm like why or they're all playing red light green light at schools and stuff and it's like but how do you have a frame of reference for this uh it doesn't matter does it i mean kids can watch whatever they whatever they're able to fucking handle right me as a child didn't watch any scary shit and so the first thing I, scary thing i watched was troll 2 which is the worst game uh worst movie of all time uh considered to be like most people consider it to be the worst film of all time and it scared the piss out of me and i had nightmares literally for weeks uh because i had no fuck i wasn't like ready for it I, I didn't have any fucking frame of reference for it so maybe they should be watching squid game all the time that's what i think uh so it's, it's a halfway decent idea i don't know but i'm not a parent so you know uh anyway crowd game um yeah it's just a very goofy squid game ripoff you play most of the most of the games are like it's it well and squid game was if anything four guys right um so yeah but yeah more realistic uh this yeah is just Fall Guys, but in first person and not terribly realistic because it's a Unity shop uh, default asset bodge job, but it's entertaining enough. You you got your your modes. Um, you start off in, in a lobby that's exactly like the Squid Game lobby. You go to a couple of different playgrounds and each playground has a couple of different modes that you can play on it like one of them will be like um whoever has the hat the longest uh or sorry 
the like four players who have the hat for the shortest amount of time will die at the end of this round. And so everyone's running around trying to hold onto the hat for as long as possible. There's a king of the hill zone and you can bash people. You've got a baseball bat and you can whack people out of the fucking zone. And again, whoever is in there for the shortest amount of time dies. Uh, or what else is there? There's like platforms ones where you got to pick the correct platform or else you'll die. Uh, like the glass panel thing in Squid Game. Uh, there is a red light, green light thing, but that's just super easy. The only thing that makes it particularly challenging is that um, you can push people. <laughs> so when you think they're about to go and you're near someone, uh, you just shove someone and they'll like still be moving when the fucking thing turns around and they explode. That's always funny. Um, and you can't jump, so if you run into an obstacle, you got to go around it, uh, which creates a little bit of tension but uh and then there, there's a mode where you're still in the main lobby area but all the lights go out and everyone gets a gun and oh. it's murder time yeah. uh and that's about it it's that, that, that mode's pretty spooky uh not everyone gets a gun can you see anything clarify. no no you can see about like fucking i don't know two meters in front of you um yeah not everyone gets a gun like Half the people get a gun and half of them get... I got, like, a fucking knife. So, but, like... Seems fair. The distance at which you have to be to actually see anyone. Knife, gun, doesn't matter. I just hid... How many bullets in the gun? In one of the beds. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I never got the gun. And I just hid the whole time. Um, But, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, it's like, it's dumb, but it's free and I'm surprised it's taking this long for a, a first person Fall Guys game to come out. Like we've seen, I've talked about a Fall Guys ripoff before, the name of which escapes me. It's it has Fall Guys in the title, I believe. Um, but yeah, like, uh, not, I don't know. I don't know. Uh. I gotta find Bro Falls, Ultimate Showdown. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I talked about that one before. Um, this is the first time it's been first person. It seems like it, like some things just sort of make sense to me, but hmm. whatever. Um, give it a squeeze, but be prepared to hear the N word a lot. People just fucking legit just say it over and over again and you can mute them but you, there's no like kick ban or anything which is pretty weird um bit of a, a misstep because there's hackers there's absolutely no anti-cheat so you see hackers pretty regularly i think only the server owner can kick ban um but yeah anyway um yeah it's like even it's so goofy that even if you get into a game with a hacker, you don't give a fuck. It does not matter. Nothing that happens matters. Because it's that fucking dumb. Um, and you're so used to just the goofiness of it. But yeah. Anyway, give it a squeeze uh, if, if you're intrigued at all. But I, I mean, you may not need to. What, like my explanation... <laughs> could be probably enough for most people 
Like you're not going to get that much more out of it than what I've just explained, really. Yeah. Anyway. Um, crab game. It's on cool. Steam right now. At the moment. At the moment. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Right. I guess it's free, right? Like, can you really send like a cease and desist for a free game? Great question. I, yes, I think you still can. Yeah. Uh, is it worth it? Meh. Uh, mm. Yeah. Is the free game worth it? Um, that's the that's the thing about um about like intellectual property is that if like if you don't defend it, then it becomes weaker, right? So it might they might have to just fucking do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, let's keep going here. Next up, we've got Unpacking. This is a game from Witchbeam, uh, who are a Australian development studio. Um, I've talked about this game in the past. I played a demo of it a while back. Um, it's basically a game where you are unpacking boxes in a house and putting them in their respectable locations. Um, I thought, the, can I just say uh, like right up front, and I think I mm -hmm. may have mentioned it when I played the demo, but I thought the demo did this game no fucking, just no favors. Because you don't get a bar of, of uh, like a, you don't get a fucking inkling of a clue of what this game is about from that fucking demo. It's too short a loop. Did you play this? Yeah, I've been playing this. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's basically uh, you're looking at like a, a shoebox style or a diorama sort of cutout of a house or a like. What do they call that? Like fucking uh, that viewpoint. Okay. It was Ant big farm. for a while. No, like uh, oh man, fuck. I don't know. You keep talking about the game, and I'm going to look it up, and I'm going to blurt it out <laughs> okay. and interrupt you. Yeah. real quick. Um, and so you're looking at like cutaways of a of a of a room or a, or an apartment or some sort of house. Um, sometimes it's maybe it starts off pretty basic, where it's just sort of like one room, and as you progress through the game, you're sort of unpacking things into a, an entire house with different rooms, um, bedrooms, bathrooms, kitchens, living rooms, that sort of stuff. Um, and each level is set up in a specific time period uh, that starts off in like the, it's like the early 90s, I feel like, and then it moves into the 2000s and 2010s as it goes. Um, and basically, it's a game where you are opening up boxes, pulling out items from a box and trying to decipher where you should put these things it could be something simple like a book a, a couple of books or a, a computer um clothes just there, there's tons and tons of different items and um you're opening up like wardrobes or lifting up uh pillowcases you can put things under pillowcases or you you know it might give you postcards that you can put up and pin to the wall or uh, plants that you can put on the windowsill like there's just different sort of ways that you can interact with the game opening up cupboards and filling up cupboards with certain things and uh, each item has generally a respected area that it needs to go into but for the most part you have some sort of freedom of choice of where you can put this stuff and um, yeah I guess the thing that you're talking about is that 
the demo i i ha, like, i thought the demo was neat when i talked about it you thought i was fucking crazy yep. um because it's one of those games that i play as sort of like a chill out game where you sort of just sit back and do a repetitive type of task and just have a some fun with it um but i think what is missing from the demo is that this game sort of tells a story yeah um with what is going on in this world uh and the things that you're unpacking and it is very subtle in terms of the ways that it does tell the story um one of i think the earliest examples i can think of or 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 one of the things that maybe we can talk about is how um this character that is moving around there's an instance where like she has a some sort of diploma or something right and in one of the time uh one of the levels you are sort of able to put this thing on your wall and it is like in your office on the wall and sort of just sitting there right in the place like you know you can see it proudly displayed yeah yeah uh and then in the next level um i don't know if this happened to you but that was the last thing i needed to find a spot for yeah and i couldn't find a spot for it and it wouldn't let me i couldn't put it up on the wall and uh this happened to be a level where you kind of learn that she without the game telling you she's moved into somebody else's apartment or she's moved in with somebody right and there's nowhere for her to put this thing and so it ends up going underneath the bed where you can't see it or like yep. in a location where it's not displayed anywhere um and that is the very subtle storytelling that this game is doing it is giving you items that this person uh has and sort of giving you a connection between that item and the person and also the levels that it's giving you and telling you where this what stage of this life this person is in Uh, and it sort of does that very subtly throughout the game as it goes on um is that the sort That's, of that was the sort of click point for me and it didn't exist in the in the, the demo. demo like i was sort of just fucking okay cool so i'm fucking what all the fun of moving house but none of the fucking excitement of actually achieving anything cool great fucking stoked for this demo can't wait to play more of this but that sort of like i or, like he, it does a good job but that's that's sort of the uh that's the glass shattering moment right mm. but the glass has already been spiderwebbed, spiderweb fractured before that moment. And you get that sense, like you get a sense of who this person is by unboxing all of their shit stuff. I was playing with my wife. Um, I was doing the controlling and stuff. Um, She was doing, you were doing the fingering and she was. But yeah, yeah she was uh yeah she was like sort of commentating on on what we were taking out of the box and stuff like that and um yeah like it developed its narrative very organically uh which i thought was really clever and uh sort of reframed why you were doing these things i think perhaps it still took like too long to really get there for me like we were definitely uh bored right like it was like because it'd be like oh okay so she's got 
Okay, so she, you know, she's got punk rock shirts or something. She's like, she's, she, this is a music style of choice, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then, but then it'd be like, and another pair of socks. And another pair of socks. And you're like, oh my fucking God. Like, yeah, I understand like this. Yeah, there's <laughs> like a, there's a desire to create like a realistic uh, living space for a person. And a realist, realistically, a person would have a fuck ton of pairs of socks, right? But uh, I think it's a mistake to make me go through every fucking pair of socks. Because it just... Let me get to like... The, the game does something really well and playing pairs of socks isn't fucking it basically you know um yeah. yeah but uh yeah that was basically it like it it does dribble out this really interesting interpretive story interpretive narrative that you have to interpret yourself mm-hmm. um and uh, but it does it in such a like such a clever way because because uh, the way it gives you the items right like s- sometimes you'll be like sometimes it'll be as 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 obvious as that um the the diploma right but other times it might just be at the end of the level when you haven't placed certain things in uh, a correct place um yeah, it'll it'll be like oh uh, yeah okay that like it does make sense. You get like a, a better sense of like the the way this person lives, and you're like okay yeah I, I I've got a like she lives out of her bedroom or something yeah. like and and she lives in this like she does have more to it, but she really lives out of this one room, and uh, so you've got to put all the required elements in that room. I just think it's really clever. Um, a bit dull for me. Yeah. I, um, I am you sorry. know, I think it does some interesting things with like uh, the being able to turn your game sort of experience into a GIF. Like, hey, I just finished it. Now you can turn it into a GIF and you can export it and then upload it um online so that's interesting um i uh, i've seen what's that tilt shift was the camera angle thing i was talking about before tilt shifts yeah it's it's Um, not really tilt shift but (laughs) there's a couple of things in the game where i'm like i don't actually know what that is like oh yeah there were a number my wife's got vision um damn it issues and uh like there are no like for most of the time i had to like actively explain what the fuck we were talking like what we were looking at there are so many times where i'm like i don't fucking know what this is there was one thing in particular where i was like i have no fucking clue what that is and i just went from room to room putting it in places yeah like if there was some sort of description on it like i could press alt and it'd pop up and be like magnet or something <laughs> like yeah. like i know what a fridge magnet looks like but other times where i'm like i don't know what the fuck this thing is all right i guess we'll put that somewhere and eventually it went into a i put it in a fucking wardrobe somewhere um but i've seen people talking about that like online saying that there were things that they multiple times they had no idea what it was um 
So it would have been nice if there was some sort of descriptive factor in there. And um, yeah, like I, I've seen this thing getting tens or full scores at a couple sites, particularly Australian sites. And I wonder if this is, I, I, I know, you know, games are subjective and it's personal opinions, but at the same time, it's interesting that this is an Australian made game and I'm seeing the tens come from Australian websites. There's a, um, there's a very easy cynical link that you could like a line you could draw there that would like be viewed as cynicism. Um, but you'd have to approach draw like you'd have to draw that line from basically the same, the same, like you would have to acquire the same fucking position uh as you would to to link it to some sort of i don't know nationalistic or um yeah nationalistic pride i suppose like it just doesn't really work um i like i i i agree i think that there is a bit of homerism right uh in it right like that homerism in the sense that the home home team commentators want the home team to win and so they commentate from a perspective that is naturally Bias. biased yeah um and i don't think i don't th like unless it was pointedly deliberate mm -hmm. i don't think it's that bad bigger thing bigger deal really uh if you're like as always you know we can only fucking can only really worry about what we can control right so uh yeah it doesn't really matter does it yeah i just think that matter. like my my definition of a 10 is probably different to to these people like i don't think but that... luke our definition of a 10 is different to basically fucking everyone everyone so yeah. uh uh yeah like that's that's the thing right like on this their scale if such a scale exists then yeah maybe it does qualify right but do you know how much this game costs uh it costs without looking it up yeah uh game pass subscription dollars right <laughs> if it wasn't if you didn't have game pass subscription I have no idea how 20... much do you think it costs 24 australian okay it's 30 30 okay so that's even if you said 24 Australian, I think that is too high, way too high. Like, oh yeah, I was just basing it on what's 15 bucks. I think US. it should be 15 bucks, but 15 US is 10 US, right? Yeah, I understand that this is a uh, it's, it's got a publisher behind it yep. as well, yep. and they're taking a chunk of a, probably a decent chunk of whatever they're doing. Yeah, I think 30 bucks is too high, way too high. It's short. It's very short. And I saw people were like just dragging the idea of, I don't know, some Steam reviewer said it was too uh, too short, right? Because okay. um, it was only like five hours long, which I think five hours might be the, like might be high. It was like four and a half hours. But okay. uh yeah, like, yeah, getting dragged because, oh, you know, whatever. 
but like that's for fucking thirty dollars. Yeah, maybe that is short. Like it's it's impossible to divorce your concept of value, right, from uh, how you how you interpret everything else in the fucking world. So what you think is worth thirty dollars. Uh, is different to what I think is different to what fucking Joe Blow on Steam thinks is different to blah, 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 right? But if you personally think that thirty hours a 30-hour game should last more than four and a half hours, then, yeah, absolutely you should fucking, like, talk about it. Like, we were actually talking about this, uh, like, just reviews in general are cooked right reviews in general are cooked because people are constantly taking into account the uh the feelings of the people who are being reviewed right mm. and god knows i understand why you'd want to do that right because you know like there's it's just pure empathy is recognizing that actual human beings made a game and like we said with guardians actually putting out a game is an achievement in and of itself uh, it's something to be proud of however that's not what a review is for a review is about informing people right what uh, of 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 what of your experience with the game and my experience and your experience and fucking Whoever else's experience, they're all going to be fucking different, right? I was talking about this because uh, I was arguing that we should not score our campsite super high, right? I had a great time there. I really enjoyed it. However, uh, each day we were there, it's it's like fucking the practice site for a jet boat. Like a jet boat literally does has fucking drag races up and down past the campsite like multiple times and it is literally deafening and i'm like i really like this place and it is crazy to cop at points or at least a point because four times a day you are deafened uh but a people should fucking know about this right yeah. uh and b it's a negative to the experience even if it's just if it only lasts for fucking 40 collective seconds a day it's overwhelming and its impact on the entire experience in my opinion right and it's it, this place has fucking hot running water and toilets and electricity and a t like a fucking pizza oven and all this shit. But to me, I would be happier with none of that shit and also not being deafened for 40 seconds a day. And that is my experience. And someone else might not care that much about that. And someone else might care way more about it and be like, well, you know what? This is a fucking deal breaker. Not only do I hate this, I'm leaving. I'm not staying for another day of literally deafening jet boating. What I did was I jumped in my inflatable kayak and I kayaked out to the middle of the river and I started fishing. And then when they saw me in my bright life jacket on a bright white inflatable kayak fishing, 
they cut the engine and just floated past me. And we gave each other a thumbs up, and they didn't come back up again. Because uh, <laughs> on a fundamental level, they weren't cunts. They were just sort of having a go on their fucking jet boat. And like when you don't interact with them at all, you're like, fuck, what are these, what are these cunts doing? Right? But if you, like, they could have fucking blitzed past me and probably rolled me, right? Pretty easy. Uh, but they didn't. I don't know. It's just, like, yeah, reviews are a weird thing. But I agree. For this, 30 bucks is too much, in my opinion, for this game. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I, like, I don't understand why that's a controversial fucking point of view. No, I don't think it is. Um, yeah, I think price absolutely should be a factor when talking about these types of things. Um, you know, what if this was a... It's definitely worth mentioning on a game. fundamental level. <laughs> like, well, right? Like, I'm not going to play Guardians of the Galaxy until it's cheaper. Right, even even though it's twenty a twenty hour game, I don't give yeah. a fuck. Right, like it's not about it's not about like a there's not a hard cutoff. What's a what's what game's too short, or how much should a two hour long game be, or how how much should a three and a half hour long game be, a twenty hour game? Oh well, this one goes for a hundred hours. Should it cost two hundred fifty? That's like fucking specious reasoning. That's trotted out by people who, like, don't want to argue in good faith. Everyone knows on some fundamental fucking level, right, that there are reasonable amounts of time for things. Like, things take what everyone agrees to be a reasonable amount of time. Which is why when fucking Dennis Villeneuve... Denny. Denny... Villeneuve <laughs> cracks yep. out another fucking three hour long fucking film that is easily half an hour too long. You're like, for fuck's sake, Danny, right? Get hire an editor, right? Like, that's not. There's not. There's nothing controversial about saying, hey, I think superhero films are getting too long because I had to watch two of them back to back to get an entire fucking contained story. And it equates to six hours. And there's mm. also nothing wrong with being like, I'm going to spend today watching the extended edition versions of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. There's nothing wrong with either of these things because all of the, all, like, it's, it's all malleable. It's fucking ill-defined. That's all part of the fucking, the magic of doing a review, of reviewing games, criticizing media is defining those terms in a reasonable way that people can understand and and agree with in a general sense but like at the same time you have to accept that not everyone is going to agree with that position however it is very unpopular to say i i think four and a half hours is too short for a game for some reason it's very very unpopular Hmm. But I think that is the correlation back to the price point. For sure. So, like, the I think the game length has a bit of a factor in terms of the price point. Um, whether or not people agree with that or not, I just, you know, I think that 
if you are selling something for a, a cost and you don't believe that that cost is justified in how long you get out of it, then I think that's fair enough. Um, like, I don't think there's a ton of replayability here. There's, um, you know, you unlock sort of like little achievements and stickers in the game for doing certain things. But at the end of the day, there's once you finish a level, it's kind of it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and like, as I was saying earlier, like me personally, I'm, I think it takes too long. Like, that's the deep irony here, is that I think this game would be better if it was shorter. But also, I am playing it from the perspective of someone who got it via Game Pass. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, if I'd paid $30 for it, I would be annoyed uh, at the at how short it was while also thinking it should be shorter. But these sort of fucking these conundrums, these paradoxes, are only paradoxes if you directly juxtapose these two concepts without any fucking, any worry about using context clues to determine what I'm fucking talking about here. But that's, that's, that's fucking, that's discussion on the internet, right? Is, yeah. That's the same as going, oh, Joe reckons that, a Half-Life Alex too simple, too easy, uh, combat-wise, and B he never has enough ammo for combat, right? Oh well, if it's so easy, why do you need more ammo? But that's not the that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's simplistic. It's com simplistic in its combat to the point that it's fucking dull. That you do the same thing over and over again. However, because the enemies require so many bullets. Again, because it's simplistic in its combat. Yeah. But that's it, right? Like that's that's just how we are these days. Or like a perfect example is um inscription, right? Yep. This this game costs the same price as inscription. Which is like, yeah, if you if if you only had thirty bucks, I'd be like, holy fuck, inscription. Inscription. Right. <laughs> and buy it for a friend. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. anyway, all right. Let's move on here. Uh, it, yeah. So as we said, it's available on on Game Pass. If you've got that, otherwise you can buy it on um, pretty much anywhere. It looks like it's it's available on on Nintendo Switch and all that stuff. But I play it on Game Pass or wait till the price drops down. It's an interesting game. Uh, I just don't think that uh, you know, some of the scores. I don't know. I just don't understand those they score whatever those, they want man like they yeah. they value they don't they don't see like prices as a they don't see any link between price and uh and value and that's it's fine i guess it is what yeah. they do uh it'd be interesting to talk to them in real life about these things mm -hmm. I suspect they maybe don't value things the same way we do. Yep. Uh -oh. um, all right, let's keep going here. Diablo Immortal is right. um, been playing a bit of this. It's out in like technical test again. Um, I think it's Australia and Canada at the moment this time. Um, anyway, so I've been playing this on my phone. Um, this is the free-to-play 
Diablo game that is going to be coming out at some stage eventually um, based off of the Diablo 3 game like it's it's sort of the same sort of art assets and um, characters and that sort of thing but it's a little bit different in terms of gameplay it uh, uses a virtual joystick on one side abilities on the other um, and you are slaying enemies collecting new items to equip yourself with and leveling up your character to get more powerful and that sort of stuff um, I played this a couple years back at BlizzCon on a um, some sort of tablet and uh, I think it was a tablet and it uh, yeah it worked pretty well I felt like like I, I definitely wanted to play more of it to sort of get an idea of what the game looks like once you get further in um but i thought that it you know it sort of handled well it, you know the the controls and that sort of thing works pretty decently and i've had a little bit more time with it now um and i feel like i still need more time because I, I don't get the grasp of what the game is at this point like i'm not far enough in to understand like what is the what is the point where this stops becoming a free-to-play game and this is like a I now need to buy <laughs> like gems to level up whatever it is they've got in the game because there is that sort of stuff in there um, I've just not hit that point yet at this at this specific you know couple of hour or two that I'm into it it's it's doing quests and running through and killing things and collecting items and that sort of stuff salvaging gear uh, it runs interestingly in terms of like its performance. I, uh, I'm kind of worried how this thing is going to run in the long run because uh, its default setting is like a, I don't know what the frame rate is, but it ain't good. It's pretty poor. Um, and there is a high FPS mode that jacks it up to I don't know what it is, but it's it must be like 45 or something like that. I don't think it's 60. It's right. not a solid 60. Um, but it's a lot it's 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 a lot better than what it's running on default. But it also comes up with a warning being like, "Hey, if you put it on this, it's going to show up your battery and uh, your device is going to get hot." And it is correct. That thing gets fucking hot like in your hand. Um, and I've got a fairly new phone. It's I've got a Galaxy S21, which is the latest samsung phone yeah um and it's just like it, it gets heated extremely heated so i don't know what this game is going to be like coming out on older devices and how much it's going to destroy people's phones um but that's kind of worrisome at this point um yeah i don't know there's i, I need to play more of it at this stage like i just don't i don't know what its gimmick is and it's got to have a gimmick right at some point it's a free-to-play game but it's fine like it's it's not blowing me away or anything it's kind of basic and what it's doing um there's i think there's interchangeable skills that you can sort of throw in there once you once you level up your character i'm playing as the um necromancer and uh yeah that's kind of what i'm doing at the moment there's like four characters you can sort of pick from in the main game but it's interesting I just need more time with it, I think, to sort of get an idea of what it is exactly. I'd be curious to see if I can fire it up on the um, PC and just play it on PC. Uh, that would be cool. <laughs> like, like fucking sideload it 
via Windows 11 or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. Or like Blue, Blue Stack, something like that. Yeah. Um, we'll just go to Windows 11 and then sideload it. Yeah. Have it's you checked it out since it went? Because you played no, the last I, technical test, right? Yeah. And I'm theoretically in this one, but I haven't really had a chance to, um, to, to play it just because, uh, you know, been camping. Yeah. I was giving them shit the other day. Like it is, it is a download. It tricks oh, you. Yeah, yeah. It's like this thing's two hundred meg, and then you fire it up, and it's like we got to download more assets. And there's, I don't know, fifteen, twenty packs in this download, and it's yep. like seven gig all up. Uh, and at one point, I'm just expecting it to be bigger than Call of Duty at this stage. Um, yep. But yeah, it takes some, it takes some space up. So I don't know. I gotta play yeah. more. Um, but do you want to play more? Because I was playing um, it, and it was like my phone was getting hot, and it's sort of dull. And I was like, oh. I guess I got to play more to talk about it on the podcast. Hmm. But do I want to? Eh, I don't know. Eh, no, I don't. And that was uh, that was my thought process. Yeah, I think it's going to be the type of game where whenever I've got some spare time, I'll just chuck it on yeah. at this point. Um, dive in and see what's going on because it's a mobile game. Anyway, um, you can uh, sign up to the test. You can register your interest yep. on the Google Play Store or whatever. I don't know if it's on Android, but I don't know. Uh, sorry, on, on iPhone. Um, but you can register your interest in, on Android. So check that out. Uh, let's keep going here. Weird West. Did you want to take the reins of this one? Have you played it at all? Yeah, I have. So, uh, Weird West is a new game, uh, coming out early next year, January, 2022, uh, from Wolf Eye Studios, uh, which is created by Rafe Colantonio and, uh, a bunch of other, former um arcane studios guys or people uh and uh it is I, i've spoken about it before because i i got to sit in in a uh, hands-off preview uh but now we got to actually play the uh i, I don't know like a full preview and it was i'll tell you what this is this is this is how this game should be previewed there are some games, like, back in the day, they would have, like, I don't know, hide out of hotel suites and had a bunch of computers all fucking stacked around one another and um, we'd all have, like, three hours to play the game. But uh, that's not how you want to play fucking... That's not how you want to play this game. You want to just fucking take your time and fuck about and uh that works real well for this because this is basically um fallout but like fallout the original fallout the 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 top down fallout uh but an immersive sim uh so it's it's you play it from the top down perspective and uh, it's 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 an action game at its core um but there's like you get 
a lot out of talking to people. You get information. Um, you've got like a, a world map that you sort of travel on. You've got these random events, exactly like Fallout. Um, quest side quests. Yeah, there's side quests and main quests, and uh, you'll stumble across places, and you can acquire more shit out of that. And uh, you've got like inventory management, and ammo management, and all this kind of shit. Like it's a very deep game there's a lot going on in this game like a lot to this game a lot to learn about this game and at the same time uh it it looks quite simple and it's very easy to pick up and play because it plays just like like an rpg an arpg right like um not quite not quite diablo but in that vein right a, a, a wild west diablo and uh yeah i fucking i love it man i am having such a good time with it uh i don't know how long i'll get to keep this preview build installed for i don't i didn't see like an expiry date on it or anything um but like sometimes so far just disappear <laughs> yeah yeah exactly sometimes i'll just be this has been revoked from your um from your account like they just do that but uh yeah i'm hoping i get a little bit more time with it uh because i'm yeah i'm fucking taking it you just sort of like roll around and like explore shit and try new things like to see how how it goes like how that's going to work out um and it, and it sort of pays off uh it's like yeah it's cool you you should like acquire these these tools these like a pickaxe and a shovel so that you've if you see something that you can dig up you you can make sure you dig it up or see a like mine uh a vein an ore vein you can like mine, mine it. and yeah. uh you can use that to like level up your weapons your or... and like there's like a, a tiered sort of gear system like the you know the classic arpg gear system uh and you can like upgrade a green item to a blue item or a blue item to a uh, purple one and like at the same time you're you're sort of upgrading yourself and uh because it's uh because it's you know rafe colantonio and uh and ex arcane people there's like this you you get heavily rewarded for playing stealth um like it's it's heavily incentivized it's much easier to to win against large large amounts of players if you're in stealth and so you sort of like incentivized to go through these areas and explore them to the to the bitter end and and find out every single little bit about them and uh even when you don't know like what a, an area necessarily has there's often like notes around that will sort of tell you it'll be like oh yeah uh don't leave the rope attached to the well because uh, otherwise anyone can climb down there on a note right and you're like oh i can climb down a well Alrighty then uh and stuff like that and yeah it's sort of that really clever uh breadcrumbing to t sort of not only teach you what you can do in an area but also to teach you to make sure you read as much shit as possible 
and and make sure you pay attention and really engage with this this like game world um yeah i uh i i'm fucking adoring it so far uh i can't wait till the full game comes out because this is barely even like if you play it like through like you you barely you're barely scratching the surface mm -hmm. there's so much other shit going on in this game and it's like the aesthetic of it is is the sort that sort of fucking lovecraftian horror cthulhu cthulhu style horror you know tentacles and weird shit uh yeah. and you know it's called weird west uh there's there's uh there's another element to the game that i, I don't know if i can mention um but basically the who you're playing as isn't the only person you're playing or who you're playing who we're, who we're playing as in this preview isn't the only person we'll play as mm. and stuff like that it's just yeah awesome anyway you've been playing it yeah i've been playing a little bit of it um a couple of hours i can check now yeah a couple of hours um yeah it's it's different like it's uh this is it's interesting seeing these guys going from a game that um or, or a, a series of games that were very highly regarded in terms of what they were able to do but also games that really just didn't sell too great to begin with anyway and then then going on to make an even like more niche game because i think that is what this is um it's not one of those games that's going to get like mass eyeballs onto it it's more it reminds me of like a um uh oh what was that other game that was very similar to this that fuck i, I can't even remember now um that narrative driven it, it was that game where it was just all narrative based basically um, uh like oh yeah, yeah disco yeah, elysium yeah. That's um it. it reminds me something like that where it's just it's a very sort of weird niche game that's not going to get like a mass appeal but it's going to be people who play it will absolutely adore it right yeah um but not everyone's going to play it and so it's got like looting systems and companions and like you said very much like a uh fallout rpg-esque game uh outer worlds but it's in this top-down perspective with a like a cell shaded sort of art style i think that is a, an area that i would obviously this is a preview um it's scheduled to come out in a couple of months i would like to see some changes made in that art style a little bit i, I found it hard sometimes to distinguish like an enemy and just the environment um like i think they need an outline like enemies need an outline whether it's just a white outline or something to right. sort of be able to see them sometimes yeah. <laughs> uh, especially when things get heated in battle like once the action starts generally people have like a um a health bar above them or you know their name and that sort of thing but while you're just walking around in the environment if you're not paying attention to the the map on the corner of the screen it can even then when like it's showing you there's a red dot here it can be like where the fuck is this person oh okay there they are they're standing against this rock or something like that it can yep. be a bit hard sometimes to see them um 
So I think the art style gets in the way a little bit, but otherwise like it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a really interesting game that's going to, um, you know, it's a type of thing where you need to play it for a long time because it's such a slow burn that dishes out these mechanics as you go along. Um, and it's a lot deeper than it sort of initially seems like it is. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm keen to, to play more, but it's also, I'm not keen to play more at this moment. Like I want to wait for the full thing. Like I don't want to get burnt out on it at this point. Yeah. Yep. So, That's um, pretty fair. I mean, it's, it's, it's also here at a time when we're being pretty inundated with other <laughs> shit to play. Yeah. Yeah. But it's obviously piqued my curiosity. Like I'm, I'm keen to check out more and obviously it's coming out uh is it january it's got a date for january 22nd yeah which is a good time like it's not february i think if they push it to february they'll be in trouble um yeah you know 12th if they 12th of january at this point yeah at this point like if they got bumped i you know well it's it's clear of elden ring now Uh, Mm. so it's in a much better position now than it was yeah yeah uh so yeah no i'm 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 keen to to check out more it's very uh one of those games is sort of gonna suck you in and you know someone will talk about it and then they'll have a completely different experience to someone else because of the way they've played it um so yeah i'm uh interested to see more of it just not right now like i want to like i'm sort of done with it at this point like i'm I'm good i want to jump in when the full game is out and then see what it's like uh yeah i'm keen to keep playing but i don't know how i fucking squeeze out the time Mm. is my biggest problem yeah which is such a fun challenge to have oh i've got too many games to play too many games to play Yeah. yeah all right um that's weird west keep an eye out for that one uh it's gonna be uh interesting time of year when that one comes out because there won't be much around hopefully and then you'll get uh, a bunch of time to sink your teeth into it and really you know get an idea of what that game is uh so we'll, we'll keep posted on that one uh all right did you want to take a quick break or do you want to fire through this next one let's go if you're cool let's go yep. forza horizon 5 hmm. it is out uh is it out today or is it tomorrow i don't even know great question what it's one of those games podcast? where they're doing like the, is it the early oh, access next? Oh, is it, is it early access tomorrow? I mean, it's out, they, it's out on, it's out on game pass next Monday. Yeah. But they're doing that. Yep. They've been doing these early access things where you can play it. Yeah. Like the premium edition. Um, yep. and, uh, and that is tomorrow, I believe Friday. Um, you're about to play that one. Anyway, we got we got early access a day early <laughs> at this point. Um, yep. We've liked the Forza Horizon games in the past. Obviously, the pinnacle Australia set game. We're talking about games where the uh, the home based games. Um, I think they just knocked that one like uh, into a place that was where these games sort of needed to be. I spent so much time uh, playing that specific game uh and then less so as the series has sort of gone on and sort of felt a little bit too repetitive as things 
kept going from game to game. Yeah. Uh, and then this one is interesting. It's set, so it's set in uh, Mexico. Um, they like their themed areas. I think the last one was, was it England that they did? Um, yeah, yeah. UK, yeah. Philip, yeah, UK, something like that. And uh, yeah, like we we talked about this really recently of like the sort of simulated games, your your Gran Turismo's um, versus the Forza games, Forza Horizon games, where it's a bit more arcadey and um, and how games need to go more down the Forza Horizon sort of route. And then after playing a bunch of this in the last 24 hours, I'm le- I think I'm leaning back towards the Gran Turismo side of the fence. <laughs> well, <laughs> like- see the the... See, the clarifying element there, the qualifying point, is not the... It's not the... It's not like two ends of a spectrum with Forza Horizon on one end and fucking Gran Turismo on the other or fucking Assetto Corsa or iRacing or whatever the fuck yeah. is your pinnacle sitting case. Uh, yeah. It's more that, like... You know, Gran Turismo is not on the far end of the simulated spectrum. It is about halfway towards simulated. And Forza Horizon wasn't even halfway towards arcade, right? It's more like a quarter of the way, right? Or at least it was with three. Uh, and and four sort of trended further towards the arcadiness. And five has trended further towards the arcadiness. And I think the problem is that I felt they had found the sweet spot. The balance yeah. point was was still semi in that arcade setting. Whereas this is just an arcade game. Hmm. Right? And yeah, it, like that's the problem. Like it's getting more... Like, Forza, like, games don't need to go back towards sim stuff. Forza Horizon needs to go back towards sim stuff. It needs to go back to where it was with Forza Horizon 3, where there was an element of simulation in it uh, that has been lost here. Because I just, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm finding this one to be quite annoying annoying my what I would say. biggest like and i don't know if this is because we got a press copy or something but i've lost a sense of um like progression with the game because i just feel like i, I was like two two races in i had like 15 cars yeah and i felt I know that it gave us pre like premium cars or something like that, but like I want to start off on the the shit box, <laughs> work my way to like buying a sixty thousand dollar car, and yep. then you know sixty thousand dollar uh, you know entry level sports car, and then getting the hundred and twenty thousand dollar Porsche, and then working my way up to like you know the one point five million dollar supercar and that sort of thing um but like off the bat the game is like 
fucking pick these three cars and one of them is a cheap that nobody's gonna ever pick yep. uh and the other two are like <laughs> like race cars they're like 170 thousand yep. cars you're like all right well i'm set <laughs> i'm good that yep. is just so bizarre to me that mm. like they're just like here you go here's the fuck and i get that well no i just don't get it like i don't un- we, we seem to be in this weird place where people are just like fuck i want give, give me the the thing like i just want to race the car like, give me the car and i want to race it and you're giving give me the best car that i can get and i want it to go fast and there you go like you see all these things in games now and it's it's ways of like making obviously money but like booster packs and uh yep. you can get the you know you play far cry 6 and you can buy the maps with real game current with real money and it'll show you where all the things are that you can get or you'll play um you know this other thing and you like it'll boost uh, xp booster experience and that like nobody just wants to fucking play the game anymore like work their way through it they want to get to the end and i don't think that's that's obviously not everybody but that is what they're seeing from their whales right and and that is uh the we thing we talked about couple weeks back of like looking at the data and being and basing your game around the data but it's just because this specific group of people have said oh well i want to i want to get in the mclaren 1.6 million dollar car and i want to be able to race that and like all right so they write that down and they're like all right well how do we fix this and like oh well let's give them the fucking mclaren the second car they get and so yeah yeah lose that progression of the game and that's how i feel about firing this game up is that like i never got that sense of starting off in a car that was a shitbox and then working my way through it i've been given i've now got like 55 cars out of 560 and i feel like i'm not that far in and i've just been overwhelmed with cars and cars that i'm not going to use because a i've got too many and b like I'm, i'm racing in this three four hundred thousand dollar car and it's like spinning the wheel and it's like you've got uh a pickup a four by four pickup ute now and i'm like yeah cool fair enough you're racing you're racing in this fucking half mil fucking lambo and you're still getting blitzed by my uh super transit ford super van <laughs> like that's yeah. the that's the real problem well i didn't know you could go in and tweak the cars yet wait till i fix that thing up but you know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah. I've, I've lost any sense of progression in the game. Like, I'm I'm now getting, like, I've unlocked all these tracks. And every time I go to a track, it's like, here's your recommended car. And it's basically, there's no rules. There's no, like, class rules as far as I can tell. The, the tracks I've been doing, of, yeah. uh, you know, in, in other games, you're like, oh, here's, here's your class that you need to be in. And we're restricting you to these cars and you got to have the right car to be able to race. It's like everything just seems to be race whatever you want. And yep. so I'm jumping in and I'm in my $500,000 Lamborghini or, or like, it's yeah. just, I don't know. I like, I've just, I don't feel like I'm, I'm doing anything. I'm just racing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the racing, right, is barely there either. Yeah. Right. How many fucking races? How many main path races? Ugh, to that fucking half statement as well. But how many main path state uh, races do you do where you're like you're not coming first or second or third or whatever? There's no fucking stakes. You're just driving somewhere. It'll be like race through this storm, and it's like 
okay. Why? Like, but why? Maybe like, because that's the fucking cool thing we're doing right now. Except they never swear. That's the super cool thing we're doing right now, man. This is super, super fucking, super cool. And we're having a, a blast in Mexico. And this is the Horizon Festival. And you're like, but why? Like, first of all, how I've, I've never really understood how the fucking Horizon Festival exists. Like, so people, do they, like, what? Just roll up on a place and just fuck it up? Right? Like, they just... Is it, like, a celebration of carbon emissions or some shit? Like, so, first of all... Oh, yeah, okay, well, this is... Look at this fucking mythical, ancient Mayan temple, temple that yeah. I'm doing fucking burnouts through. Like, all right. Yeah. Now that take seems, some photos. <laughs> yeah. Take take a photo of this fucking statue that you just crashed into. Like, yeah, that that's that stuff. Like, that, that's you know nitpicky. But like, why am I doing any other shit? Do people? Am I famous? Is my character famous? They all refer to me as a superstar. Is this why they can't just give me garbage cars to? To start off with, because it's narratively inconsistent, I've got to start off with a supercar, because otherwise, why the fuck would they... Oh, look at this guy, he's the superstar, Joao, by the way, uh, loved, loved going through the names of the characters and finding J-O-A-O, and then another separate instance (laughs) of J-O-A-O, and no J... They were right... There, yeah, they were right there. Anyway, I never got that screen because I put in my number plate as Luke, and it just must have picked it up automatically. Oh, okay. Well, aren't you lucky? Um, yeah. and now every time I get a phone call, she goes, "Hey, Luke." Oh yeah. Would you like to go on this race? I was like, <laughs> that is the only time. Yeah. Like they ever use your name is that they've recorded these two words. Hey. And every time they call you up, they say that. Yep. And then... Major the pause part. while it finds the next <laughs> sentence, yeah. Hey, Joel, <laughs> would you like to go on this race? And I, yeah, that's literally all there is to do here. Uh, of course I want to go on this race. And they'll be like, yeah, race through the storm. Oh, I'm going to fly into the storm. And your guy is talking his fucking toy British accent. He's like, oh, I don't know. Are you sure you should do that? And you're like, fucking, no, you shouldn't fucking do it. It's a fucking, it's a storm. Like, oh, there's no need to be afraid of a little rain, my friend. And you're like, yeah, mate. Actually, you're in a plane, cunt. You should be afraid of a giant electrical storm. That's just, and then like seconds later, he's like, oh, actually, I'm going to crash. And you're like, like, I don't want to say, I told you so, but holy fuck, mate. Like, and then you got to go find him. But like, the whole time, it's like, race to pick him up. Race to see where he landed. And you're like, why? I did this fucking mission. I was talking about it to you earlier when we were, we were having drag races where I fucking blitzed your shithole car in my transit van. And uh, I, was talking, I was talking about, you do this fucking mission... Where you got to go find a, uh, a a punch buggy, basically, and they talk about how the punch buggy is the legacy of Mexican um, vehicles or some shit, and like they just yap on and on. There's so much, there's so much fucking talking in this game. There's so much of it, but uh, yeah, that you can't skip. 
that yeah, there's there's unskippable cutscenes galore, like non-stop unskippable cutscenes for a game where the fucking story does not matter even a little bit because nothing you're doing matters. There's no fucking stakes to any of this shit. Anyway, to, pu to punctuate this point, I've got a I've like to get a gold star on this fucking mission to find this punch buggy. I have to get it done inside of eight minutes and 30 seconds. And I managed to do it in like 88 seconds. 88 seconds. I had that, that I would fail this mission if I took longer than 10 minutes. I do not understand how you could take 10 minutes to do it. Unless you actively walked away from your fucking game for 10 minutes. Like, I, 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 f I was looking at these, this thing. I'm like, am I really gonna have to do this for fucking eight minutes? Like, that's a bit weird. Cause I, I'm driving a fucking pickup. Uh, sorry, a, a flatbed truck, with the with the beat up punch buggy on the back of it. And it's like, get to your destination inside of eight minutes and thirty to get the gold star. I'm like, all right. Am I like, is this gonna be a close thing? And I like took a corner a bit weird. I'm like, oh. I wonder if this is going to cost me the gold. Oh, nope. It's over. All right. Fair enough. But like, I don't know. I've got like, I've put the, I keep jacking up the difficulty of the drivers and it never fucking matters. Because like you were saying, like you race in whatever fucking car you've got. So you just pick your fucking best car and you just go with that. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, I'm not seeing anything out of these people out of these driver tires. Like, any of the fucking personality that driver tires used to... Like, you know how a driver tire used to fucking feel like it was yeah. that person driving? Like, Heath takes his fucking corners really nicely and fucking... You're, you're like, dickhole and you're fucking sideswiping cunts and, like, all this kind of stuff. You're like, that's fu that fucking feels right. And meanwhile, in this one, you're just like, all right, well, I'm in front and now I won't see these people again for three yeah. laps there's and there's no consistency with that like it's like oh i gotta watch out for job it's it's like the next race it's like all right now king toad is winning and then yep. the next race after that it's survivor and then that one after that it, like there's no like i it's it's populating my game with a list of people and this person's level 51 they've obviously played a bunch of forza in the past or something or maybe people yep. are playing it now right yeah but there's no like i'm not seeing the people that are playing it up the front of my list it's just i don't know i don't know how it's determining who who's winning it, these it's races. like they're random bots <laughs> that yeah. have been given names and if that is the case and and there's a decent chance that the driver's heart thing was always a fucking myth right yeah. because it was conceptually machine learning before machine learning was happening in the broader world so it was surprising from the outset that it was happening or that it was theoretically happening maybe they just tied bot styles better in the past or something but it doesn't feel like yeah i see yeah like you're saying i see you your your car from game to game and one game like one race despite being in the same fucking cars each time uh one race you're like literally dead last and i'm like ah like you're shit and then the next race like you're up the front and you will come second and i'm like like 
my guess was you'd actually done that race and it was mapping off that but maybe it's just fucking random I can't tell I have no idea honestly it just does a bad job of explaining anything and it just seems like every race is someone different on my list challenging me um, and I've just I've noticed weird things like and this comes back to the arcade arcadiness of the game where you jump into a race and it populates cars that are very similar to the cars you've got and you'll have cars that are the same cars that are in like that you're in there yep. might be like four or five of them and I'll have instances where we'll be at the starting line and we'll go and I'll have one of the cars that I'm in just fucking blitz past me that's behind me. And I'm like, how does that make any fucking sense? Like yep. now it seems like we're in this weird spot where we're actually playing Mario Kart where yeah. there's no simulation involved. We are literally playing an arcade game where the people behind me are going to just catch up because that is the way the game wants yep. to is designed. And so I'm just like, I'm super bummed by this game. <laughs> like that's why I'm saying like I want to go back in the other direction of like I'm looking forward to Gran Turismo 7 now where I can jump in my own my six licenses and I've got to perfect this corner in my you know shitty 1970s car and everybody else is driving 1970s cars and we're all having a terrible time in these slow shit boxes like I want to get back into those games or like where you go into like the you know the Japanese race cars and everybody you know people are in skylines and evos and 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 you know those sort of things and there's like some rule set of to what cars you're taking in and you're upgrading your engines and doing all this sort of stuff like i just feel like we've gone in the complete like way too far in the other direction where now yeah. i'm just racing and, and but it's not even interesting racing it's just you're not it's yeah i wouldn't even call it racing it's just driving yeah there's no racing here it's just you're driving from one place to another like yeah i just yeah i'm disappointed as well like and the the unskip unskippable cutscenes man are drive me fucking bananas like they're just so relentless with them and you literally just sit there and wait for them to fucking finish they explain nothing of any consequence because there's nothing of any consequence happening there are no stakes that's the problem right by by muting the racing experience as much as they have there are now no longer any stakes you're not racing against a tough opponent so that you can win a bit more money so you can buy a fucking cool car that will allow you to like go do this race you weren't able to do before or some shit no you've already got the cars you there's no fucking tough opponents until you've like really ratcheted up the difficulty uh which I like yeah I don't want to be fucking managing difficulty settings to find the perfect balance it's because like why why would I do it why would I want to earn I think it's like 5% more winnings there's yeah, no fucking meaning to that shit <laughs> there, because you know it's like oh you can get more credits and it's like well, what do I want credits for because literally every time I go into the car showroom and I click on a car it tells me I can earn it from a free spin yeah like, I went through like four or five different fucking uh car models i went through like subaru and nissan every time i clicked on a car to buy it it was like are you sure you want to buy this you can either just from free spins or some other like in a race somewhere and so like i couldn't find a single car that i could buy that i couldn't own somewhere else and so uh i don't know man it's just so strange like and then on the top of that like why am i buying these cars if there's no uh 
there's no restrictions on the races that are there. Like, I can just race in whatever I want. Like, yeah, not, none of these... Yeah, like I said, there's no fucking stakes. There's no reason for me to be doing anything except for the fact that I'm doing it because it is a fucking blip on a map. It's Far Cry Syndrome. You've got an icon on a map, and if you go to it, it will tick the icon, and then you can successfully ignore it. And the map is overpopulated with all these things. And it's overpopulated even though they're dribbling this shit out uh, over time, which is staggering in and of itself. And yeah, like, it just doesn't make sense, man. Like, I want to play this game multiplayer pretty much exclusively. And like, I want to play it with other people and we'll all agree to a set of rules. Uh, and we're basically going to have to construct a fun game. Out of, out of, it's going to have to essentially work as a tool set to construct fun. Because what exists now is is not what I want. Yeah out of Forza Horizon. But I think you can. I think you can still construct a fun game out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 just interesting that you say, like, fun again. And it's something we brought up when we were playing uh, Battlefield 2042 um, during our uh, beta, whatever it was, closed beta open beta. Um, and how I mentioned that, like, it felt felt like they didn't want to hurt people's feelings. Like, they just wanted everybody to have fun. Yeah. And I get this feeling from Forza. And it's something they've done in the past. And I fucking hate it. Like, it is... Well, I don't know. Is it a racing game? You've just said it's a driving game. And this is a perfect example where you can't see car splits at all while you're racing. Yeah. Like, you, if you're in a race, you can't see how far in front the other car is to you. Or how far behind the next car is every time you go through a checkpoint. It just doesn't tell you that information. Like, and maybe, yeah, maybe it is a driving game. It's not a racing game. Because if it was a racing game, you'd probably get that information. You'd you'd probably want to know how far behind the car is the next car in the line. Like, like, are you gaining gaining distance or, you know, any of that information? Instead, it just doesn't show you at all. And so maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's not a racing game. Maybe it's just a driving game at the end of the day. And they're yep. not interested in making, you know, something that is maybe Forza is the way to go these days. <laughs> maybe we're swinging back to Forza at this point. Yeah, I just not. I'm just not. From what I'm playing, I'm just sort of not enjoying it as much as what I have previously. Um, I don't no. know if they've gone in a good direction. No, I think they've they've swung too far away from sim, the sim gameplay. Uh, and and they've swung too far in the direction of of like just doing whatever the fuck you want, mm. uh, and and it's a yeah it's not a satisfying experience for me. I'm hanging out for Test Drive Unlimited, but like I feel like I'm just I keep fucking kicking a can down the road at this point. I'm just constantly on. Oh, well, now I'm hanging out for this game that's coming out in a couple of months well now I'm hanging out for this fucking game that's coming out in a couple of months oh Battlefield's fucking garbage now I guess I'm hanging out for fucking whatever I'm hanging out for fucking Halo oh Halo's dropped co-op I guess I'm hanging out for fucking blankety blanks 
Like, just fucking... Yeah. Just... Ugh. I'm so fucking... Blah. On all this yeah. shit. Ah. Uh, anyway. I, like, I'm gonna play more. I gotta... Get I'm some more time play with more. it. Yeah. Um, uh, like, yeah. All of this is... Framed off... In my case, like... Three and a half hours of playtime. Um yeah. Maybe maybe it opens up into a bunch of races that actually do the things we want them to. Maybe this is just way too long a tutorialization system. Mm. Um, maybe it finally fucking clarifies the meat and like meat of, of why you would do half of what it allows you to do. Why yeah, would maybe you it gets to a point a where there's race restrictions. Like now you've got a yeah. hundred cars and you can only use whatever cars you've got in this specific exactly. race and maybe maybe the, the the races are tough enough at that point that uh yeah you're actually going into your tuning setups and changing certain things and like you're you're altering the i've altered the year timing on my uh my transit van so that i can get up to 400 kilometers an hour because it amuses me um and because it allows me to blitz your shitty fucking koenigsegg uh trash mobile yeah i didn't know that uh, stuff i couldn't find any of that stuff i didn't even know you could customize your car i tried looking at that thing and all yeah. i could find was other people's creations I'd yeah that was uh that was like the the menu system's not very good and i can't work out how to make my fucking mouse cursor go away and uh yeah there's a there's a lot of stuff that is driving me a bit bonkers in terms of just general ui shit like it just seems unfinished it seems un undercooked underbaked uh yeah i mean it runs pretty well like i've got it on the second highest graphical settings on pc i'm getting about a between 80 and 120 frames depending on where i am in the game like it runs runs really nice looks pretty um i'm assuming you're running it on like the extreme or something like that yes i am yes uh and that's pretty cool I like that. I'm a fan of, you know, really ripping it up in terms of that stuff. Uh, it looks it looks gorgeous. It runs well, you know. That's I feel it. it takes a little bit too long to jump into, like, photo mode, jump in and out of photo oh, mode. Oh, yeah, that's that's a bit jarring, but I don't care. Yeah, it's I, like a I good take couple of seconds. telling me I'm supposed to take a photo for a mission or some shit. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind that too much. But, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I guess we'll get more time with it. So yeah, you'll be able to check this out next week on Game Pass, or you can buy it the premium edition and get out uh, early. I think around about the same time people will hear this. So there you go. Anyway, uh, a bit underwhelming at this point, but I got to get more time in with it. I feel like Let's see how it opens up. We'll talk about it again next week. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll get to play with uh, some people. Yeah, some of our listeners, some of you people, uh, and, and you can all get blitzed by the super van, by the candy van. The candy van. Um, have you shared the candy van? Is it? Do you think it'll I make have. it through? I reckon I'll get banned again. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. What if you spell it with a K? What? <laughs> My theory. I went. I went instead of doing free candy. I was like, I'll I'll call it candy van, and then I gave it the slogan like. Uh, say its name five times and it'll appear and uh 
<laughs> so I'm hoping I can like be all like, no, but it's a Candyman reference. Yeah. Uh, that's my that's my hope. But uh, nah, that's not gonna that's not gonna <laughs> fly. The other thing I was thinking your old was, intro, your old car, and be like, this motherfucker, this, he's done it again. He's fucking done it again. Yeah. Uh, couldn't put a V12 in it this time. It's a V8, a twin turbo V8, a pathetic twin turbo v8 that allows it to go 444 kilometers an hour did you have um, to buy it or it just yeah, I had to buy it oh, okay yeah see i haven't looked at any of this stuff yet um, i just felt it's... like i haven't needed to because i'm just destroying yeah. everybody and whatever the only reason i did it was because i was like well you know i gotta do it yeah. um you know i had to do it to them i'm now i'm waiting for the perfect song i need the perfect soundtrack uh to do something done with it to show it off although i do have a clip of me absolutely pantsing you in a drag race while you're in a supercar and in a jump competition although yeah technically- that's because you drafted me it's the fucking mario kart logic where you were behind and all of a sudden you're in front again oh how how does a how does a van get a drafting bonus of a car that is literally half its height. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but when you were in the air, you were oh, yeah. like f- face up in the sky and just fucking blitzing away. And I'm like leveling off like, no, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. They've removed the simulation part out of this game completely <laughs> and just written their own like physics equals zero. And then just like, go, just do it. Welcome to whose car is it anyway, where the uh, physics are made up and uh, nothing matters. <laughs> yeah, the story doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, pretty good. It can't turn. That's the that's the problem with the candy van. It cannot turn for shit. <laughs> how many how many races did I make us do before I, I was like, no, let's just go to a drag strip and I'll win that because I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, let's let's race from here to here, and then like uh, the it'd be like a fucking four degree bend, and I'd be like, well, I'm off the fucking track. <laughs> It's all straight line speed and nothing else. It's it's not a race car at all. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay, let's do some news. What do yep. we got? Uh, Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 have been delayed into at least 2023. This comes from an investor's call. Happened this week. Um, where they said uh, basically due to leadership change and... and creative changes in the projects uh these two games will be seeing the light of day uh, quite far down the track um i guess the one that's more surprising for me is overwatch 2 um purely because like that that game felt like a game was supposed to come out last year at this point oh for sure they were banging on that one to come out remember they like we're stopping support for overwatch we're not gonna be doing it anymore like overwatch 2 we're, we're focusing on that and that's when we'll start pumping out updates. You're going on like four years now where there's going to be no updates for Overwatch. That seems yep. like a massive misstep. And that's kind of why I think people were thinking that this game would be out quite soon. Well, the reasons it's not surprising to me is because in my mind, that game's fucking dead. Hmm. Like, it's just done. They've given up. There's like, how do you do Overwatch 2 in 2023? Like, what What fucking confidence would a consumer have in that fucking product anymore? 
if they've just like it just reached a point where they were just like yeah, it's dead whatever fucking whatever who cares yeah you, our latest update we changed the name of a character and that's it that was mission critical otherwise fuck it um yeah like it just no that it, Diablo was surprising to me because it felt like that was basically the only thing keeping the the fucking beacon of hope alive at Blizzard like they just got nothing coming now it's just yeah it is another, just another Warcraft expansion maybe next will, year that will yeah be poorly received and yeah like they just they don't do anything well anymore so i figured i figured the reason they weren't able to do anything fucking well was because like everything they did was just fucking all hands on deck on diablo or something but yeah not even that mm -hmm. i mean maybe things will change but it I, I mean, if they're coming out in investors' calls and saying that it's not going to see it until at least 2023. It could be later. It could be later yeah. than 2023. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll wait and see on that one. Um, all right, moving on. We've got basically a bunch of investors' calls, and so a lot of this is investors' meetings. This one comes from Cyberpunk. Has been um, it's pushing its roadmap into 2022. So this is the... Um, is this the next gen upgrade uh what is this this I is this is the next gen upgrade like at, the, at this point it's it's all the things that were supposed to be out basically this month have been shoved out to next year i believe um so yeah they've 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 just shoved it back down the line uh which is surprising obviously because uh you know it's been long enough already, right? But here we are. Okay, so yeah, it says here Q1 uh, yep. 2022 for the, um, the next, next gen, gen yeah. console update. And it's a weird, a weird graph thing. It says updates, improvements, and free DLC, but that's the line below it. So I'm yeah. going to guess that's 2022. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's all in 2022. All that is Q1 2022. It's all been shoved out. Uh, and yeah, they've they've very cleverly not put any details on the rest of the fucking graph, so you can't fucking make any measure of when the fuck any of the rest of this shit happened. But uh, you will notice that it's all like very, very small incremental up updates that they've been trying to say is, is them fixing the game when it's basically just fixing shit that they should have been doing the entire time but yeah yeah um okay next up we got marvel's midnight suns has been delayed into the second half of 2022 this is supposed to come out around about uh march somewhere around about then um yeah a bit disappointing but at the same time i'll give them more time to work on that game uh the other one is did you see this uh from 2k that hangar 13 had a game cancelled um, today as well apparently um, they'd spent 53 million dollars on this it's been in production since like 2017 what? Um, and it's had the the rug pulled under them 
today. Um, it was supposedly a some sort of superhero online game and um, uh, made by Hangar 13 who have done like, it's not the same team, but the same studio, uh, the Mafia games as of recently. Uh, and so that's, uh, it was codenamed Vault and that looks like it's pretty much done at this point. So, right. Jeez. you know, there's no word yet of what's going to happen with that studio. Um, if they completely got it, but, yeah. uh, there's a lot of, there's absolutely a lot of people there. <clears throat> They're a studio based out of San Francisco, um, up North. And so, yeah, a bit disappointing. Obviously I've that been game to hangar 13. Yeah. And it's in an actual hangar. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that is surprising. I, I didn't know this. I didn't see this at all, but. Yeah, it's just this is this is happening, man. Like it's coming down the fucking line. Uh, lots of stuff's gonna get continue to get fucking pushed, I think, uh, because the alternative is releasing fucking half-made shit, uh, and clearly people aren't fucking happy about half-made garbage. Um, so yeah, interesting, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's some 2K stuff. And then we got some Square Enix <clears throat> investors calls. Uh, this comes from the president of Square Enix, who has basically thrown Crystal Dynamics under the bus for Marvel's Avengers, saying that uh, that the disappointment coming out of that game um, was because of Crystal Dynamics and they were probably the wrong fit or a bad fit for Marvel's Avengers. They should have got someone else to work on. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah. I don't know if this is like a translation thing. Um, I haven't looked into it or if this was, if this came through in, in English. Um, but the gist of it was like Crystal Dynamics was the wrong team to make Marvel's Avengers. And that is where they decided to go with that one. That uh, is odd. That's a bit of a dick move. Yeah, I mean, considering that, like, Crystal Dynamics has a pretty good rep of making excellent games. Like, the those right. Tomb Raider games were really good. Um, I think there was stuff in this Marvel Avengers game that was handled really well, particularly the single-player stuff. And then right. the moment that it went to this games-as-a-service thing was mm. just terrible. It's like, weird I, I, that the, the takeaway for them would be Crystal Dynamics wasn't the team to make this whereas it should have been hey maybe not every fucking game needs to be games as a service maybe not every game is going to be fucking destiny or whatever yeah yeah maybe the marvel universe does not fit that type of game um yeah but anyway that's uh yeah they're copping a bunch of shit or at least he's copping a bunch of shit but blaming developers opposed to the, the publisher who's the one was like yeah well this is what your game has to be and it's not really their fault that it didn't work I don't think it's just that game just I don't think that suits that style of game um, especially in a game that is so like handled like everything's got to go through Disney right and and it's not a good fit we're a game where you've got to be constantly going through it you know a third company there's too many people putting their fingers into it. Yeah, exactly. There's not it's a lot like of, a 
an agility required from these games that, that just doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Uh, next up, we got uh, Niantic shuts down the Harry Potter Wizards Unite game. This is a, a mobile game. Um, this was the Pokemon Go, the Harry Potter Pokemon Go that launched at the very beginning of the pandemic. Okay. Uh, when nobody was allowed to go outside anymore. Um, but <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, so it was never really going to fucking work. Um, like it just got off to an awful fucking start. Uh, mm. but like, yeah, just on a conceptual level, it never really made sense. You were just wandering around finding like stupid wizard shit. Uh, but it didn't really like, it was literally just a reskin of Pokemon Go. That's mm. Like, I just don't understand how, how many of these fucking, these games, how many Pokemon Go games does the world need, right? Have you how tried the Witcher it, one? No, because I don't care. There's the Witcher one. There's the fucking, the Pikmin one. Does Pikmin have brand recognition the way fucking Pokemon does? No. Even Pokemon Go itself fucking got real boring real quick because they never really did anything interesting with it. They're happy to just fucking to make you walk to hatch an egg or some stupid shit. Like, it just... I just don't know how many fucking geolocating games the world fucking needs. Uh, this was inevitable, in my opinion. It lasted longer than it fucking should have. I doubt the Pikmin one lasts. I doubt the fucking Witcher one lasts. It just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next up we've got... Hang on, did um, you try the Witcher one? No, no. I, I, Is it out yet or is it still in testing or something? I can't remember. I reinstalled I Pokemon Go recently and I fired it up and was like, no, nah, I'm good. After like 20 minutes. They've got Harry Potter Wizards Unite. They've got Catan World Explorers, which is, I suppose, based on fucking Settlers of Catan. Catan, whatever you want to fucking call it. Pikmin Bloom. Transformers Heavy Metal. Like, I get that that's the sort of game you make, but like, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Anyway. Fuck it. Yep. Uh, okay, next up, the last piece of news here. We got the Oculus Quest is phasing out the Facebook requirement. Um, and this is after the brand name, I guess, Facebook company has now changed to Meta and they're all in on their uh, VR sort of augmented reality meta universe thing, Ready Player One, whatever they're doing. Um, they're rebranding the Quest headsets. They're going to be known as Meta Quest headsets going forward. And um, uh, basically, they'll be getting rid of the uh, Facebook login requirement, which is attached to um, some of those later models of the Oculus Quest headsets. We were talking about this on the weekend, right? The, I don't know if I was talking to you about it, but I was talking to Nate, or Nate was saying it. But like the... the the weird no i think you were talking about it like the weird branding thing they're doing with these headsets like every time they push out a new like oculus quest 2 or whatever and they're like well you need to play this game using this specific piece of headset 
and like trying to tie people to um a specific brand of their own their, like their own model as opposed they're, to just they're creating up world wall uh, gardens inside of wall gardens hmm. like they're already exclusive uh exclusive games exclusive to games to the to oculus right to the platform but then from there they're also exclusive games to the quest and then there are exclusive games to the quest too right but the fucking like there hasn't been that long between the fucking releases it's not like the fucking the playstation the difference between oh you, you can't play playstation uh three games on a playstation 2 okay but there was fucking like seven years between those two fucking consoles there was two years between the quest and the fucking maybe even less maybe quest shipped on may 21 and the quest 2 came out on october 13 20 uh sorry sorry may 21 2019 and the quest 2 came out october 13 2020 a fucking year later like, that's fucking woeful to be here. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah, why would you do that? Oh, but it's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap and it only lasts for as long as a fucking mobile phone. And then, like, but unlike buying an, a Galaxy S21 and you can still play fucking games on the, the, the release for the S22, whatever the fuck, it, it's, no, it's not like that. They're like, well, fuck you. If you don't have an S22, you can't play the fucking games. You can't use your emails. This Our email program is exclusive to Galaxy S22. And you're like, cool. cool. I guess. Like, it's just fucking horseshit. Don't buy into the, the Quest fucking ecosystem. You are, like, not a, you're making VR gaming worse. If you do, really. Honestly. It may be cheaper in the short term, but in the long term. But the is it cheaper? Term, I mean, they're, they're very cheap. But, but like, there's, they're very similar price to, like, a PlayStation 5 at this point. Right. But, like, compared it's still to... that cheap. Compared, <laughs> compared to, to, I guess, other headsets, but... Yeah. They're also... I don't think they're as good as some of the more expensive headsets that you can get. And that's the thing, is that, like, you can't use those, like top of the line headsets to play these other games yeah you, or you can illegally people are hacking them I guess. yeah i've i've done it mm. uh i've got i've got a workaround installed on my computer and my computer's beasty enough to outperform a quest 2 uh so the only real downside is that i've got these vive one lower resolution they're not low resolution but lower resolution fucking screens doesn't fucking matter. Uh, yeah, no. They can get they they can go get fucked. Really, seriously, they can go get fucked. Do not buy a Quest. Do not buy any Oculus, ever. Boycott. Yep. This is the firmest I've ever been. But boycott them. Fuck them. Yeah. That's the news of the week That's the uh, we got any questions for this week to get through I think we do I'm pretty sure we do uh, yep that was last week okay Johnny Bravo writes 
Hello gentlemen, do you guys miss being part of the community hype of a new game release when you've been granted access to a review code early? Heart JB. What do you reckon? Like, do you miss it? I do. Well, I, um, no? Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, certainly sometimes. Yeah, there's other times where I'm like, I think there's specific cases like, um, What's a good one? Like when we were playing fucking Battlefield 2042, right? And we got to play that early, obviously. But then when we got to play with everybody else and the game was just cooked and like we couldn't play it anyway. I think yep. there's specific cases where it's like, oh, then the hype kind of just disappears. It's usually the online multiplayer games. Um, but then there's other games like... Um, the From Software games. Yeah. Like us getting that three weeks early and knowing absolutely nothing about it and playing through a game like that and not having any help like there's no guides you can go and read or anything you like you just play it for yourself and we can sort of talk to four other people that we know about it and like that's a completely unique experience that other people really don't get to to try yeah um there's no bloodstains in the world. There's no messages written for other players. You're the ones sort of figuring things out. Yeah. And so I don't know. There's there's games like that where I think is a very small, very unique experience that nobody else can get. Like what was the other one? Um, Death Stranding, right? Where we yep. played that game, or or like you played it, and the way that that game works is other people sort of affect your world. But when you're playing it for review and none of that stuff is in there, you're getting a completely different experience to what everybody else in the world is getting. Um, whether or not that's a, could be a bad thing, but I think in the case of from software games, it's like, it completely changes your experience, I think. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, in general, I think I miss it uh, because, uh, yeah, there is, um, there's an element of the excitement that uh, dissipates, right? Like by the time everyone's playing Forza Horizon 5, uh, we will be playing something else. Yeah. Um, we will be like, well, on on launch day for Forza Horizon 5, we'll be uh, that evening, we wouldn't be able to play with everyone because we are playing something else. Uh, but we can't talk about it yet. Half-Life 3. Uh, Half-Life 3. Uh, but at the same, so at the same time, I think Forza Horizon 5 would be better. Like I said, played with other people. Uh, I think that's the the best way to experience that game. And uh, and we won't get to do that. And I think that there's, that's a bit disappointing. Uh, and also, like, I enjoy playing uh, games with the people on our Discord. Uh, and I, I get, like, it's a different experience, right? Because... You know, we've we've spoken a lot about how you know co-op is sort of a cheat mode way to make a game better because you're having fun with friends, and it's easy to make the mistake of thinking that's having fun with the game, right? In general, I just want to have fun, right? But in case like there's also the there's this element right where like we are the hype, right? And if you listen to this podcast and we shit on Forza Horizon 5 for 45 minutes, when you go into it, you're going to be like, oh my fucking God, when the fuck is this 
goddamn cutscene gonna end and you're like we're, we'll have set you up from the outset to be like f pissed off at this shit or we'll have lowered your expectations and so when you get in you'll be like yeah no this is better than like this isn't that bad i'm having more fun with this right uh because we'll have lowered your so we are actually sort of divorced from the hype by being the hype and so there's that in like that that weird Gordian knot fucking element of the hype cycle uh, there as well that we can't really extricate ourselves from unless we were to deliberately not play a game right like Luke is deliberately not playing a game early uh, because he wants to experience it more fully when it finally comes out right uh, like. That's definitely a case, but we have to make a conscious choice to do that shit. And I think you do that because of, like, that feeling of a community, that sense of community that you can only get from playing with with a bunch of, like, people all at the same time. And as soon as, yeah, as soon as you start to play games early, I mean, there's, there's this flow-on effect. Mm. Yeah, like it's gonna, I it's going to happen with games like uh, stuff we're known for, like Battlefield when that releases, and like we're going to have a ton of people in our fucking chat just playing that. It, it'll yeah. drop, and we'll have like three or four squads going in one game. Something. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, and I hope we can do it for like Forza and stuff. Um, but like at the same time, uh, it's going to be tough to do because of the the period we're in where we're mm. constantly on on the run trying to keep up with whatever the next one is anyway i do miss it um absolutely i miss it and it's fun when i get the chance to to experience it at the same time but that is i guess the sacrifice we make the the completely inconsequential and generally beneficial sacrifice we make of playing games early is uh, we miss out on that element of it. Uh, and I guess, I mean, there's an interesting aspect in there of like, you know, some people said that I, I had a different experience, a more negative experience of Death Stranding because I played pre-release, right? Yeah. Because I didn't have that community aspect, right? So there's an interesting angle there in that the pre-release cycle may negatively or positively impact games uh and make them like have them be reviewed in a different manner because you're reviewing an experience that is divorced from the experience that the general public will have but i will go to my fucking grave saying that death stranding is fucking trash and playing it with the rest of everyone would not have fucking changed it. If anything, I would have read the 10 out of 10 reviews and then jumped into the game and carried my fucking mother's corpse for 45 fucking minutes. And I would be like, you know what? I'm going to go find these 10 out of 10 reviews. I'm going to kick <laughs> in the fucking dick. Yeah. Um, it's that scene out of Jay and Silent Bob where he's like reading yeah. the paper. <laughs> are you dick like a 60 You are the one who is... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, like I think that um 
you've also got the other case of people like going back to a, like a from software game if you were a type of person that had never played a game like that before and you were reviewing it that i feel like that would also be a negative experience for you because we're going into it with the knowledge of those previous games and we've i've said this before i think those games do get harder as they go because they've got to make them harder like that's just the way those games work um and so if you go into into a game like that having played none of them but also having no community feedback having no stains on the floor having no messages or anything like that you're probably going to have a worse experience than if you played it when it was out released where you had all that information to go off as well and so there's like a double-ended sort of way you could approach that that i think um it just depends on you've kind of got to know what you're in for and uh guide it yourself but yeah anyway good question jb jolly barley great question cool. uh that would be the podcast i think Cool. Is there anything you want to plug for this week you got going on? Keep an eye on IGN.com and theoretically a video I worked very hard on will be up, but I have no idea. Uh, it's supposed to be up this week. It's actually supposed to be up days ago, but uh, I haven't seen it and I don't know when it's going up. Anyway, so keep an eye out for that. What is it? Can you say what it is? Uh, yeah, it's, it's Call of Duty versus Battlefield. And it is a tongue-in-cheek look at the history of those two of, of those two games and how their battle has played out over time. Um, and uh, yeah, I worked pretty hard on it. I think I I put in some pretty fucking good. It's pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny, uh, but now I'm hyping it up too much. People are going to watch it. I didn't get to voice it. I don't know how they're going to deliver. Half my my jokes. I didn't get to give notes on any of that shit. Uh, I just wrote the script uh, and explained as many of the jokes as I could. Uh, and yeah, there are some really deep cuts in in this f- fucking video. And if they if they still exist, like I said, I haven't been actually part of the the final production process. Um, so yeah, I have no idea how it's going to turn out. I'm very intrigued to see how it goes, but. Uh, the original script was very funny. So, yeah. Hopefully it's still very funny. Keep an eye out for that. And uh, I'd also like to pimp out camping. Go camping. It's fun. What about you, Like, What do you got? Um, you can go to survivor.com and check out my articles that I haven't written yet. But they'll be up next week for something I can't talk about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that. For that. Swiss. Uh, otherwise that is the show you can find us on itunes android windows store spotify youtube all the places you get podcasts from uh, you can find us under the gap or the ga podcast if you do have a moment please rate and review the show it helps other people find us on the internet uh, you can also check us out on discord the gapodcast.com slash discord you can jump in there talk about all sorts of games that are going on uh, food movies we'll just play games with people um, yeah. I'm still hanging out to check out uh, Satisfactory, but no time. Just no time no. at all. I think uh, I think that that's either going to be a this weekend game or a uh, three weekends from now game <laughs> at this point. It's um, not going to be that this weekend for me, I tell you what. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking if I get to play it, 
it'll be uh, in that when the when the sun's way too high and everything's way too hot and uh, games have stopped coming out for the year and yeah, uh, that's at least a little left experimental. Yeah, probably. at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, check out that on Discord. You can go to our social media pages, facebook.com slash podcast, twitter.com slash podcast. You go to our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all those things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show or feature work that Joe Bryce usually somewhere on there. You can check them out. Um, that is all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, go to patreon.com slash thegapodcast, become a recurring member, get the podcast early if you're on the right tier. And also if we don't have an embargo like today, um, mm. but it'll go up right on time for Patreon people. Um, right. cool. So thank you to everyone who does that every month. We, thank you uh, so much. Appreciate your support. We do. And that we is really the do. show for this week. Uh, you can find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie. Job is at Joby Jojo. And that is it. We're going to have some... Uh, next week's going to be very busy. Like some. Oh my Lord. Like we don't have Half-Life 3 next week. We've got like two Half-Life 3 next week. And so <laughs> there's going to be some big stuff that we can talk about. Um, it's it's going to be a, ch- a chunky fucking show in the middle of a fucking hell week. So uh, Yeah, we're going to talk about how we're going to record next week. Because well, yeah. I don't know yet how we're going to do that. But we yep. got to figure it out. We will figure it out. And um, there's a possibility that I think we might hold the podcast off until for everybody next week, I think. Like this is yep. you and I talking right now. Right. But yeah, I think we'll we'll hold it off next week. We have week. to do some uh, some some calculating. Some manage, management. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I think we might wait until we can do both of them. And um, technically all three, I think. Is there three? I don't even remember what is going on. Um, but we'll figure that out. So it might be a little bit later, might be, um, but bear with us. It'll be worth it because it's going to be a lot of juicy, juicy stuff. So uh, we will catch everyone next week for the big show. See you then. Love you. Bye.